live, live radio, live television, whatever it is, we're going live. It's Locked On Warriors. Casey Stern, former host on NBA on TNT, NBA TV. He's going to join me. We're going to talk about Stephen Curry's Rolling Stone interview. We're going to talk about why Chris Paul is responsible for every bad NBA owner on the planet. Uh, it's his fault. It's totally his fault. Uh, there's, there's no question about that. We're going to break all that down and so much more. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So is Casey Stern on Twitter. Literally, just DM I'm free and available, open. really. You're open I mean, anytime. Do not who, hesitate. Certainly, remind me not to make you my agent. Available, <laughs> yes. Free, not so much. Depending upon what you're saying available for, because I'm a free agent in all facets of the game. You can follow Casey Stern on Twitter at Casey Stern. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on Twitter at Dog Surf Rocho. Uh, look, look it, it's September 13th today. Uh, this is not the time of year to have be inundated with incredible NBA news, especially with the Warriors. So we're going to go all across the NBA today. We're going to start with the Warriors, though. Uh, yesterday, Kylan Mills and I touched on this a lot. I want to get your perspective, Casey Stern, someone who is more on the national beat. Love your perspective. You're a New York kid. Uh, Kevin Durant, your favorite player on the planet outside of Kyrie Irving, uh, decided that he's going to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm being facetious, obviously. But Stephen Curry came out in a Rolling Stone interview. Uh, for, uh, and Rolling Stone does not interview pro athletes that much. So that's kind of indicative of, of Steph's stature culturally and otherwise uh, in, American, in, in the U.S., in the world. Uh, but what were your thoughts on that interview? Did you get a chance to read it? Um, did you have any opinions of formulated in that brilliant head of yours pertaining to Steph? being enthusiastic about Kevin Durant. Your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I love Steph. And he definitely got crossed over, uh, you know, everything, right? In terms of both him and his wife in, in social media and pop yep. culture. Um, look, Kevin Durant, I, I've said this forever. I don't care what sport it is. If you are a pain in the ass and you come with a lot of pr problems and, and he's got enough baggage to bring like the JFK baggage claim with him, right? It's okay as long as you're a dude, as long as you perform. When, you know, nobody cared about Yasiel Puig licking bats when he was hitting home runs. Then the guy was a fool, right? Adam LaRoche could have brought 17 kids. He could have had as many kids as Sean Kemp on the field. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Jerry Reinsdorf and company and Kenny Williams with the White Sox didn't want him there because he's hitting 200 instead of 300, right? right? If you're Kevin Durant and you're a teammate and you got a chance to play with that guy, you know how great he is. Yeah. You know what he brings a team. So you're willing to take everything else that comes with it. You'd be stupid not to. I mean, Steph Curry also, I'll say this lastly, here's a guy who you got to have ego to have success at that level, yeah. right? But he also doesn't have too much ego that it brings the word that kills every relationship, including business relationships in life, and that's pride, right? He didn't have yes. too much of it where he's not going to say, hey, look, I'm the man here. I don't want Kevin Durant back in here. I already dealt with this once. This guy's a pain in the neck. I'm the star. No. He's not that way. That's why he and Clay are, are so beloved. That's why yes. they're great. That's why they're different. That's why they're not Kyrie. That's why they see the earth the same shape everyone else does, except that dude, right? So for me, I'm all for it. Like, and I would have been all for it. I think it's better for the Warrior fans that you don't have to root for Kevin Durant, to be quite honest. But I, I, yeah. I thought what Steph said, look, wouldn't you? I'd want to play with Kevin Durant. 
I mean, he make it easier for everybody. I just don't want to talk to him very much. I thought the the empathy from Steph and, and the the insight he provided, which is that Kevin Durant has not had an easy upbringing. Uh, you know that that is the one thing I do feel a little bad about when I criticize KD is that he he his childhood was rough. Um, so I could understand what Steph was saying about the trust issues, which Kevin does have a lot of. I'm not excusing some of the ridiculous things he said, but I just love that Steph is so empathetic. Uh, yeah. while, while, like you said, he's got the humility to welcome back a superstar player. He doesn't care about the limelight, you know, the, the touches of the ball. Um, it was just it, it just reminded everyone yet again that uh, how classy of an individual Stephen Curry is. Um, what speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, by the way, what, what are you expecting from that team this year real quick? I um, pandemonium <laughs> dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. By the way, look, and nothing against KD's upbringing, but that only excuses the first nine burner accounts on Twitter. I mean, honestly, come on, man. Like, you know, at some point, let's let's be let's be fair. This guy is like he's a a rod level insecure, Kevin Durant. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he is. Um he is. but the Nets, I think it's gonna be a mess. I said this to you when we talked about this after they had the whole kumbaya we're all together. Kevin Durant gonna want out before the season's over. That's oh, going to be a mess. He may not say it until the season's over. You may not hear it directly until after the playoffs, but he's going to want out before that season's over. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, like, you know, ran over Steve Nash, you know, publicly and basically, you know, look, whether Steve Nash is a bad coach or not, he wanted him there. I mean, that tells you he, he willing to throw anybody else under the bus. I'm sorry. This, you know, you know, I'm hooping and I don't care about anybody else. He's insecure. At some point, he's going to realize what everybody else realizes, that that Kyrie, you can't win with that dude. He's not a winning player. That thing's not going to work again. They'll yeah. try and make trades at the deadline, right? We're going to be through that all over again, Cyrus. Who can fix it? Who can they bring in to make all this work with Ben Simmons and with Kyrie and all these guys with stuff to prove? I think he'll want out before the year's over. I think it's going to be a mess. Their talent will win enough games that they'll be a three or four seed in the East, but I think they'll be a mess. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're doing a live show today, uh, and and Kamal Hazan. We're addressing questions, comments, throw them at us. Yes, uh, please. We're free and apart. available, according yeah. to Cyrus. <laughs> and, you know, it's a sparse crowd today. We're recording this at one fifteen uh, Pacific time. Usually, the early afternoon or uh, shows uh, have a difficult time drawing Dude, in numbers. Don't act like we'll this is lunch. At, don't act like this is lunch at Fridays on like a Wednesday. <laughs> I remember when I used to wait tables, like you'd start and they give you like Monday lunch. It's like, you know, I'm in a bar, right? Like there's no one here. Like that guy at the end, who like Norm, he not getting at a table, but there be there are people here. And that's why the great thing is you watch it in replay. I'm still yep. watching reruns of Seinfeld. People will be watching this 10 years from now. We're good. I'm glad you said that because reruns of Seinfeld, I do that with Netflix. You just press play. And your whole day is filled with a season or two of Seinfeld. It's a perfect background programming. Why is the why is the first of all, Kamal uh, uh, writes in reality, if the Warriors want KD, they can get him. But I think we can trust the big three system and the young guys. And he also adds as well. That's why Steph is the most likable player in the NBA. I think Clay Thompson might actually be a little more likable just because Steph has has thrown successfully so many daggers at other fan bases and teams that there is a little. Uh, there's a there's a bad taste in, in Cleveland fans' mouths now in Celtics fans' mouths. Have you ever um, met people in Cleveland and been there? So let me let me tell you. First of all, there's a bad taste in their mouths for everything. I'll tell you a quick story. So I was working there at Turner we're doing the playoffs, and I'm telling you, like <clears throat> I felt like a heel at like a WWE arena, like and we were just like covering the sport. Like they're not happy about anything in Believe Land. So <laughs> let's be fair. But I, I'm with you. I would ask you this though. Yeah. Do you think like what was your take? I 
I couldn't believe on Twitter today. I'm scrolling down. We've got Ronnie Two K or whatever the heck his name is, and I like NBA Two K, but it's like you know I don't need like you know was, what is that right? So like why he, is he famous? I yeah, don't. Get I, that. I have no idea. The guy's got like he's like a million people. followers. What, I, I mean, I why? really like what a, what the hell am I doing wrong? God, seriously. <laughs> you don't right? play video games. That's like, it. That's no. It. It's it, it's uh, my agent Cyrus said I'm free and available. So now I you know it's like what the hell? By the way, follow me at Casey Stern. Um. <laughs> So, no, but seriously, like, you know, he going back and, and forth with Clay about, like, ratings. Like, I can't – I don't want to hear play, players complaining about, like, their Madden rating or their NBA 2K rating. Like, you know, I can't just get on Kevin Durant. There's an insecurity level that's, like, beyond if you really can't – now, you care about what your peers think of you? Sure. Like, Ronnie 2K put you at, like, 87 in shooting and you want to cry about it? Come on, I don't want to hear about that. And for people that, that, that don't know what you're talking about, there's a Twitter user – Whatever his, his account is, well, Ronnie the, 2K. The 2K guy. He's like, the I don't even know what guy. that means, really. He's he's just a person who plays video games, and for some reason, people like him. It's that simple. It's that simple. And so him and Clay Thompson, I guess we're having an exchange or something where Clay Thompson is not happy with his NBA 2K rating. I think he was given like an 88. Uh, and so he publicly expressed that. And you're right. It's, it is funny, the fragile egos of all these players. Um, but... By the way, by the way, I've now fired you as my agent. I've hired Rick V8, who said I'm the best guest ever. So it's it's Rick V8. Um, I don't know. Does that mean he's drinking V8? That is the juice. I don't know. Yeah, Rick VB. I think that's a B. Okay, uh, my glasses. I do have them. They're not on. Yeah, Rick VB writes. This is the worst guest ever. No, he said best. He he said best. I mean, I'm reading that wrong. It's. I'm sorry. He's. This is the best guest. He said. I'm sorry. Best guest. Come on, man. Now you're really fired. Like as my agent. Like (laughs) he said, I was available. Now I'm trying to like you know get a cheap pop off something somebody said nice about me, and you're killing me. No, he said the best (laughs) guest ever. So in just a moment, I'm gonna we're gonna. uh, First of all, Steve Nash does have the warrior connection. I want to know why is Steve Nash sticking around. Like, do you not have anything better to do? I, I would love your reaction to that. And we got to talk about Sarver, the Suns owner. He got penalized today. Uh, and, and, of course, the one the one common theme between the Clippers and the Suns, Chris Paul. I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah. First, got to give um, some love to a longtime sponsor of this program, Bet Online, And more specifically, BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. I was just on there. I thought the Niners minus six and a half last Sunday was a lock. Uh, it wasn't. But nonetheless, if I had listened to the folks at betonline.net, I would have been fine. Are you a gambling man, by the way, Casey? Do you, uh, uh, do you- The last bet I placed was uh, Chris Chandler and the Atlanta Falcons were getting like 17 points in the Super Bowl or whatever that was with the Dirty yes. Bird. <clears throat> that was like the last official bet like that I played way before you were allowed necessarily to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't now because, as you said, I'm free and available. So my finances are not at a level where I'm throwing away money uh, necessarily. However, I am looking for a sponsor of my podcast, Unfiltered, which you can uh, get into my Twitter at Casey Stern, or you could you know, get to the podcast on YouTube and the channel. And uh, by the way, David Aldridge will be my guest tomorrow doing an NBA season preview, my friend and former teammate. Wow. Uh, so, uh, which would be fun. We've got uh, Buck Martinez this week, Jason Stark. Uh, Howie Rose, voice of the Mets, uh, as I plug all this stuff. So, um, you know, it, I don't care if it's Brita. Do they still do filters for water? Like, I, I, I don't so. bet. Yeah, I think but so. I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm unfiltered or maybe just freedom. Like, since I'm free and available, just anything having to do with freedom, you can contact Cyrus, my agent, at Dog Surf Roadshow and, and get, get in touch. 
I, and I feel horrible because that in that minute long shameless plug inside of an actual advertisement, I forgot to mention your podcast uh, unfiltered. That was my bad. You yeah, no, that's right. I just totally screwed up your your yes. Bet online is where <laughs> I would fine. go it's if fine. I was going to bet. That's everywhere I'd go would be bet online. It's yeah. fine. And the Chris Chandler reference was gold. That's back in what nineteen ninety eight when oh, the Falcons. Oh my gosh, it's so long. Uh, <laughs> when they, I'll never forget Dennis Green's face in that NFC Championship game when Gary Anderson missed the only field goal of the whole season and it cost the team the Super Bowl to make the Super Bowl. It was what a season that was. Anyways, uh, BetOnline.net. It's again, it has everything you need. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, so much more. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Can I ask you a You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kevin, what were we gonna? What were we gonna say? By the way, let I, me I ask you a off. question. So, you know, it's it's fine. So, bet online to give them now overly support them here on the other side of this bet online break. Brought to you by Bet Online because you can bet online. Um, do, you a football guy? You a football fan? I, I yeah I, yeah yes. Why? Do, do you did you find he did you watch any of the game last night? Did you did you watch this this breakdown or see what happened at the end of this game where Nathaniel Hackett? The, the coach of brilliant. the Broncos, he's a coach. Oh, he's like a genius. Lo- I, lo- he I lost. He, he he lost track of time, and they end up trying a sixty-four yard field goal. How is it that NBA coaches and NFL coaches screw up time management more so than people who like? I feel like when we play video games, we have practice of this for years. Like maybe coaches should be sitting in front of places like Madden and with Ronnie Two K practicing. How do I take timeouts? Like well, how can you? He was the same guy who was there with the Packers when they kicked the field goal in that NFC Championship game a couple years ago, wasn't he? He's the same yeah. guy, right? Like, how could you be Russell Wilson? Like, is on your team. It's fourth and five. You're taking a 64 yard field goal. I said it was like somebody drunk playing Madden and accidentally they hit X for field goal and they had no timeouts left. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, so I just, I just want to bring up if you were betting online last night, I mean, I, you, you know, those that's the great part about betting. We put all of this in there and we have all these different things that we break down. And then some like asinine coach gets in the way and all of a sudden you lost all your money. <laughs> I actually thought it was a, it was a genius call, man. I mean, 64 yard field goals. That's I mean, when you look at the oh, they happen every day. Oh, they happen all the time. every day. I mean, I, I oh, yeah. you know, all the time. It's, it's not 64. It's like a Clay Thompson jumper from the elbow. I mean, I mean if it was sure, 74, no maybe I'm getting a little right. ske- sketchy at that point. Yeah. 64, yeah. come on, man. That's yeah, like an no extra problem. point. No but that was absolutely asinine. Of course. What the hell is that guy doing? Why does he have a head coaching job? Why does John Elway hire him? I, there's a million questions that came in my head. Yes. Yeah. Uh, why is, real quick, I, I got to give this read here. Uh, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked on and the bet online odds makers present the NBA top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19th, six days from now. Find it on Locked on NBA, wherever you get your podcast. And on YouTube, you can follow the host of Unfiltered. There's only one Unfiltered out there. Okay, it's a, it's a very unique name. No one's ever come up with that before. So make sure ever. you Google Unfiltered. Never in caps. Never in caps, and, Cyrus. And you'll easily find Casey Stern's show. It's just called Unfiltered. That's all you got to do. Okay, That's all it. kidding aside, you got to search Casey Stern. I appreciate it. Then you can find Unfiltered available on YouTube, podcast mm-hmm. channels. Fantastic show, David Aldridge. My goodness, great booking there. Um, and on Twitter, DMs are open at Casey Stern. I, I really want to quickly address this before we talk about Steve Nash because sure. uh, someone here is trying to uh, uh, poke my button. 
Uh, Douglas Mike's writes over under how many times has Cyrus mentioned KD and GP2? Who should I be talking about? I, I it's incredible. I, I get I get some grief for this because apparently a lot of people just don't like Kevin Durant's name mentioned on the show, and apparently people I don't know Gary Payne the second that's a new one. I, I didn't realize that became a tired subject. What else do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Andre Iguodala and whether or not he's deciding to retire because that's headline news? Or should we talk about, I don't know, Quindary Weatherspoon and why he has a two-way contract instead of a guaranteed deal? What else is there to talk about, folks? Deal with it. I'm talking about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. Did they go over the over? I don't know what the OU was for that, but I digress. Who cares? It's Kevin Durant. As long as you create a drinking game out of it, you're fine. You like, Because then either way you, you win. Go. Like If you don't drink... You're, that's good. And if you do, then you won't notice. So it's fine. That's a positive that spin, way. my man. That is yeah. a positive spin, my man. And it's September 13th. Of, really, like, shut your mouths, people. <laughs> and and I like Douglas. Follow me <laughs> at Casey, sir. Go ahead. <laughs> instead of griping about Kevin Durant mentions, yeah. follow Casey Stern's lead. Take right. a shot every time I mention it. Or just Kevin follow Durant. me. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's that easy. Uh, why is Steve Nash staying with the Nets? Like, like speaking of pride. What right? else is he going like, to do? I, I don't know if he has pride. because if he well, What did, else is he going to do? I don't know. Great question. What else Great is he going to do? He's going to get fired. He's going to go soon. back to like helping an organization and like, you know, helping them like take jump. Like, what's he going to do? You know what I mean? Like, unless he's out, unless he's going to dip out and just be like, I'm done for a while from basketball. At like, I mean, he already like, you know, was like working on like analyzing soccer, then was back into the game. Then he worked himself up to coach, decided he wanted to do that. What's he going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, fair point. That, that's that's fair the point. thing. Plus, there, there, I always say it's like, there's only so many jobs. Like, you know, True. you know, even in the business that we work in, there, there are only so many. But like, imagine having 30, 32, depending upon what sport. I mean, that's pretty much the number in all these sports, kind of where you're at. That's it. You get one of those and you're in Brooklyn and, you know, you got KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons. Don't you want the challenge of trying to figure it out? I mean, maybe I'm being pro Nash, but like if you're really a winner, that's a challenge to try and figure that out. Well, go ahead. Let's see what you can do. I mean, I, I, don't, I just but it's just I mean, you know, you're going to get fired. This man has been just bad mouthing you, trying to get you fired from your job, and then you just you just have to. I don't know. I I I it just seems weird to me. Uh, Douglas Mike, by the way, again mentions. I and I remember this. I told you before to talk about other teams. All right, fine. We'll talk about other teams. Uh, sure. So this one individual, and there's a few of them out there who just hate the fact that I constantly bring up Kevin Durant. It's almost like a, it's like a traumatic experience in their lives for some reason. Kevin Durant. I don't know what he did to you in, in, in a previous life, but fine. Uh, we'll talk about the Suns. Ra Sarver. The, I the think owner. we should just pick a random player in the NBA that's at the end of someone's bench and just spend 20 minutes talking about him and see if he ever complains about it again. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to talk about Quentin Grimes for the is... next 15 minutes. Anyone interested? But what do you want to know about other teams? Like, there's no other team yeah, that well. that compares to the Warriors. I've talked about the Clippers extensively. I'll talk about them again at some point if you want. The Warriors have no legitimate threats right now. They are the kings of the castle. But I do want to uh, uh, mention this, the Suns because their owner, uh, yeah, who has been investigated for months yep. um, and uh, has been suspended for a whole year, he's also been fined $10 million. Uh, Casey, in your opinion, and I'm going to read off in a second what he was uh, accused of by the NBA from their investigation, is the, pen is the punishment just? And why does Chris Paul continue to be responsible for all these horrible owners? Well, first of all, there's no just that's enough if all this stuff that he was doing, he he is done. But there have been enough things that have gone around the NBA in the years that I was sitting there and dealing with it for, for years, covering it, about this guy being a jackass that, you know, you pretty much already knew that that was the case, right? 
I mean, just look at the losing franchise that this guy had for so long. I mean, I would say before CP3, as much as you joke about him, he's the only thing that saved them from Sarver because he, he'd been a nightmare. You know, I mean, I, I go back to like when Josh Jackson was drafted third overall and I'm like, you know, imagine being this guy like you can't succeed being a high pick. It's what makes Devin Booker so great yeah. is that he wasn't affected by the losing nature and the disgrace of the cesspool of what the Suns have been. But if this guy did what what it says that he's done in terms of, you know, from from you know, racism to misogyny to harassment to, to everything else, then the guy's a complete ass and the only oh, yeah. thing that he's got a value is that, like, you can't fire owners, right? So, like, you know, wh what does the suspension mean? He's not in the building. You know, he can't touch and feel the team. Like, is it going to be like a baseball manager who's, like, smoking a cigarette in the dugout and still running things? You know what I mean? Even New though they're England, not out baby. there. Yes. I, I yes. don't know. But to me, there's no proper punishment or none that's too much for what this guy apparently through Because it's not the NFL. So it's like when the NBA investigates – and it's like, okay, you figure they dug into this thing. If this guy did all the things that they say, in addition to just being a terrible owner, which he could be suspended for anyway, good, good riddance. Get the hell out of here. I, I, I don't. I, so here's what he, the investigation found. Uh, how do they say, Mister Sarver? On at least five occasions during his tenure as the owner of both the Suns and the Mercury. Uh, I mean, that 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 is egregious in itself that he owns a WNBA team. Given the information we know now, he repeated the N word while recounting the statements of others. Are you that stupid? There is no excuse for ever uttering that word. Why are you that dense? Let's move on. Mr. Sarver engaged in instances of inequitable conduct toward female employees, made many sex-related comments in the workplace, made inappropriate comments about the physical appearance of female employees and other women, and on several occasions engaged in inappropriate physical conduct toward male employees. I'm curious to know what that means. Is it like butt slaps? Is it, uh, who knows what that is? Mr. Sarver engaged in demeaning and harsh treatment of employees, including by yelling and cursing at them. Yeah, I, like, what? it is a shame that you can't fire owners. It really is. Because the Knicks, your team, should have fired their owner 20 years ago. Oh, and yeah, yeah I, I'm sure that's a sore subject, right? Should we just move on from that? But no, I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, but it's like, you know, you mentioned my Knicks and it's like, I, I say to myself, like, if I actually own the Knicks, these things would never happen. So it's like, they're not mine. I'm just like attached to them and they force me into therapy. But th there is uh, this, there's a big conversation here. So let's have it. It's about culture. Right. And this is very warrior related. All right. Um, and we are live right now. I feel like a buffer. We are live. Yeah, we're um, live. Yeah. So DMs are open. Yes. DMs are open and they're and free and available. Um, <laughs> culture is so important. Brian Dable made a call for the Giants the other day on a two point conversion. And I'm a Giant fan. Mm -hmm. and it's like they may go six and 11 this year, but you're like the balls on that guy. I want him. Right. It's like okay. in my cousin video. He stands. Right. It's like there's a culture. We're not going to accept it. I remember I tell the story all the time covering baseball when Jim Leland took over the Tigers. They were two weeks into the season and he was throwing Love tables, him, freaking out. Love Jim and, and they they were like, you know, you know, he kind of went overboard. But his thing was, and he said it in the, I remember he said in the presser, he said, they're not going to look at that jersey and lose anymore. Like they need to know this is not how we're going to be, right? The Warriors have a culture. Look from the JaVale McGee's all the way to the Andrew Wiggins and how many in between, like the San Antonio Spurs, right? Winning cultures where guys come in and they fit in and they do all these things. The Suns have had a losing culture for how long? 
Well, guess what? Those things in companies and in families, they start at the top. If it's yes. kids, it's usually the parents. If it's employees, it's usually the employer. And 100%. if it's a baseball or a basketball team, it's usually the owner. And in this case, it's definitely the owner. You're so right, man. That It goes with almost every organization. I, I emphasize that repeatedly for decades, that feces rolls from the top. That is the adage. I, I'm saying the clean version of that. Uh, no pun intended. But And, and so, dude, server's a dirtbag. There's just plain and simple. I literally, when this stuff first came out, you probably have way more connections than I do in the NBA, but I reached out to a couple sources I have in the Suns, and they just confirmed everything. They were like, in fact, what Baxter Holmes has researched in his story didn't even touch on half the stuff that he actually does. This guy is a dog with fleas, and, and no offense to dogs, but it's crazy, and you can't fire him. That is insane. Well, that's I don't the think there's no enough. There's nothing I you could do, right? It's a shame. It's an absolute shame that they can't. I mean, I, I, the weird thing is, though, they did – like Sterling crossed yeah. such well, so many thing. egregious lines. Yeah, you got to go like, you got to, well, this is, this is like, you know, this is almost like, you know, probation to the point of like, okay, you get one year, the 10 million won't even touch a guy like this, but <laughs> you know, he does another thing then, then, okay. Then, right. It's like, you know, you know, how do we get him kind of tossed out of the league? Is he bad for the league? Cause eventually it's like all the owners in the NBA, like with Sterling is like to push you out. But, but this is a losing culture. And ironically, it's like, you know, it makes you to go back to it. Devin Booker, who, look, we all love, you, you know, if you're an NBA fan, it's hard not yeah. to. You want to know about a winning mentality for this guy to, to fight through all of the how many coaching changes, including like what a week or two into the season one time, all the, the nonsense that they've had to deal with. You know, Chris Paul helped save the culture on the floor. But yeah. it's amazing that Devin Booker didn't fall. Because look, look at Andrew Wiggins. I just mentioned him. Look what he looked like in the other two places. He's not a different player. Yeah, he's in a different role. But he's around people that set a standard and a stage that he's got to follow. And that starts from the top. Always does. Always. And, like, it's crazy. So in, in a, a year from now, he just comes back. And it's just – we. I just, that's the part that's crazy to me. We just have to forget that he existed. I, and, and speaking of the Suns, they're not going to be a threat to the Warriors this year. Uh, they did nothing this offseason to improve their team. There. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, they have players who are more disgruntled now than they were a year ago. Chris Paul is a year older than he was. Their big free agent acquisition this year was Damian Lee, a bench player for the Golden State Warriors who played no meaningful minutes. And yet, I don't know if you saw that that survey, by the way, that was released by ESPN a week or so ago. They, the uh, uh, Tim Bontemps interviewed 15 anonymous coaches, execs, and scouts. Ask various questions like, who do you think is going to win the, the, the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, the title, MVP, so forth. Three out of these 15 individuals picked the Suns to win the Western Conference, the same number as the Golden State Warriors. We talked a moment ago about incompetency coaching. in football. I think, the only reason is coaching. I think the only reason is coaching because they, they trust Monty, right, and that group. I mean, I think in this case, right? Yeah. And, and look, Booker's – here's the thing. Chris Paul, say what you want. Right. And it's like one of these things like I dealt with this and I'm not comparing him to Derek Jeter specifically as the same kind of player. But Derek Jeter in his career, right, became went from a guy who people thought was and I'm not one of these people, but a lot of people nationally because they hate the Yankees and whatnot, thought he was overrated. Right. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, maybe we underrated his career when you kind of look back at it. Chris Paul's not overrated. He's not the greatest player that's ever lived. He's not Steph Curry. He, he's not Isaiah Thomas to me, but he's a he's a he's a shoe in, no doubt, upper echelon dude and and a Hall of Famer. 
Okay. Yeah. That 28. Yeah. I mean, by the way, that's nothing to sneeze at. Like, that's okay. You don't have to be the greatest player that's ever lived. You go to the Hall of Fame pretty good, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when you got that and you got Devin Booker and you got the coaching that they have and they got the pedigree, at least of the year before last being there, I think that's probably what most of that is. And the other part I'd ask you is for all the Clippers have with talent, with all the injury concerns and some of the, the, the load managing that needs to be done to get those guys on the floor. I'm sorry. That's a concern to me. Yeah. I, the Clippers are no shoe in for me in a long Agreed. season. Tell me who's healthy when it matters. Agreed. That, and and I don't know eight, the answer to that. And at eight of those 15 coaches, scouts, and execs picked the Clippers to win the championship, only two picked the Warriors. Why do you think there's – what is the anti-Warriors bias in your opinion? Is it is it boredom. as simple as it's an East boredom. Coast thing? It's just What's boredom. Up? I think it's boredom. boredom. Like okay. They've won before. They won a bunch. You know, okay, that's let's, let's find the – I don't want to – if I tell you – you know, every year that Jordan's there, that the Bulls are going to win. It's like anybody can do that, right? So I'm like, I'm yeah. writing and I'm voting. I'm trying to find, I want to give you the call that, hey, remember what I said? Remember I knew that this team was going to, it's just, it's, 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 it's more clickbait. It's more clickbait. Picking the Warriors seems simpler. Cause to me, if it's not the Warriors, and we've talked about this, then I think you're picking the Bucks. I mean, to, to me, if it, that's that's the other team, because I'm sorry, you know, I'm a huge Giannis guy. This yeah. guy is a freak of nature. And you yeah. see already in the offseason, every time like he fails at something, he's like it, it's some kind of a cyborg. He's like, find some way to like improve himself. Yeah. He, 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 I, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of what what he does Agreed. and what Bud Agreed. does with that group. For me, Milwaukee's a dangerous team. They're Agreed. a, they're a dangerous I, team. It, the, the the to me the Bucks and maybe the Celtics and I still maybe. say in the West the second best team is the Grizzlies but yeah you're right the Bucks to me are the only one that is worthy of being in the conversation in Golden State yeah. what yeah. are you and again you uh, you have your your own uh, podcast and YouTube show called yes. Unfiltered I um I hope you and I have our own show on Locked On soon as an NBA yeah. show let's hope uh I, I'm looking to be that. locked on hello locked, <laughs> Wait, what's up? Lock, locked on people in the in the corner. Um, I'm, I'm looking to, I'm looking to lock on. If you're in the corner office, I'm looking to lock on, please lock on with me. You can contact me here. Locked on DMS are open. Yes. Locked on DMS are open. Locked I am available. Kyrie. I am available. I, might, I mean, maybe the show should just be called locked knitting. On. I watch. I, 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 in my podcast that I did today at the end, I talked about watching Cobra Kai season five. I could talk about, you know, Any watching, good? uh, yeah, really good. I love okay. that show. I love okay. the nostalgia of it. I give me all that. Like, give me anything from the eighties, like the karate kid. Are you kidding me? Like you're bringing back old characters. Like the Hell acting yes. is, is I, I think Billy Zappi is actually a good actor, but Ralph Agreed. Macchio is horrific, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, did you ever watch the karate kid for his acting? Like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what are you and I, you're going to get David Aldridge on unfiltered tomorrow. Yes. What are you guys going to talk about? What's uh, Eddie... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, probably a little bit about how crappy his nationals are. He's a huge baseball fan, uh, but, but we'll do uh, some NBA season preview tomorrow and just bounce around the league. And, um, you know, for me, it's like this is a great time of year because I'm a huge hockey fan, too. You start to really count down to those two seasons that are coming now, three, oh, four yeah. weeks away. College football just got started. Um, you know, you're at the point baseball heading into the postseason. The NFL just got it really for a sports fan. Like th this is, this is the best time of the, I know March, I get it. And people are your NBA, it's the finals. But if you're talking about like, I want to have something every night. So like for me, I don't have to feel bad that my social life is horse and the crap that comes with it. It's a family show. I don't have to worry about that. DMs are open. Like I got sports every day. I'm good with that.
That's fine. I need something. I got three kids and 40 sports. We're fine. Uh, <laughs> do you like <laughs> I love it, man? In your opinion, uh, is, who is there a threat to the Warriors? Like you mentioned the Bucks. Like, will they beat them this year? What, what is your early, super early prediction right now for the NBA? I think, I think. The Clippers are good, but you got to tell me about health. It's impossible to yeah. pre predict. I do think Ty Lue right? I mean, is, is, is a really good coach. I do. I do think that the chemistry there is still unproven. They've got all the pieces. Their depth pieces are improved, which may, those winning kind of those glue pieces are improved. Right. And they are, right? So that's going to help. And that may help them kind of manage the time on the floor for some of these guys during the season. But I, I don't know who's going to be healthy. Um, I like Milwaukee. I do. I think Miami's dangerous. I, I again, I, I, you know, Miami. Uh, I think Miami in the East, in, in terms of the East. Like, look, I don't know if any East teams beat in the West unless it's Milwaukee. But I, I think in the East, everybody talks about the Nets now, and everybody's, you know, uh, we know about the Bucks. The Celtics overachieved for me a little bit last year. You had all those trade bit, yeah. rumors. Um, they're not very deep. Gallo's hurt, right? And that would have been a nice addition for them. It would have been huge. It would have I been would huge, not yeah. be surprised if Miami was the two seed behind Milwaukee, ahead of Brooklyn and ahead of Boston. It would not surprise me at all. I know I got to lose you here in a moment. You got three kids. You just mentioned a moment ago. Three beautiful. I got. Kids, I got time. I mean, you could rush. Oh, you, good, you good. Could, okay, good, good. I then I won't time. rush. First of all, you're I in a new time. room. What the hell's going on there? Like, you're, um, I, I'm, I, I, you know, just in case people are always wondering, like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Now I literally have an elephant in the room. <laughs> I saw something the other day. God damn, it's hard to keep my a straight straight face and, and attitude here with you. Uh I saw saw something the other day that yeah. it made sense in terms of a Russell Westbrook trade destination. And that's the team you just uttered, the Miami Heat. That actually makes a little sense to me. I, I that's the only team that I could see that working. Um, your thoughts on that? Like, like if, I, let's say it's Lowry for Westbrook and the two. I think first. Kyle's big there. Like, I think because of he fits that Miami doesn't have to score. look. They, they're not going to, they're going to, they're going to beat you up and you know, they're a tough team. Right. Yeah. And they, and they make big shots. That's kind of their identity. Yeah. Right. Russell Westbrook, who I, we've talked about, it, I like I, more than most. I mean, I feel like now, like he needs some defenders. Like, you know, he, look, we all know the things he can't do. It, pretty talented dude. You look at him in, in the heyday run up and down the floor, yeah. and there are many guys we've ever seen who could do what he does, right? True. He's True. not a big shot maker, right? He's not. Doesn't fit in there. He's not a real leader, and Kyle Lowry is. I don't care what anybody says. That guy answered those questions in Toronto. No, you're right. You're Kyle, right. The Kyle Lowry is a bigger shot maker probably than Russell Westbrook, even though he's not a playmaker to the level of Russell Westbrook. So I, I don't I don't know. I don't. And then it's in the last thing, Cyrus, is Jimmy Butler, you don't know if it's going to be a perfect mesh or he's going to hate the guy. And that's a big thing. Like that is Jimmy that's Butler true. works with what they have. Those guys resonate towards him. And he's at like the, the heart of the snake or whatever, the heat culture, Russell Westbrook. I mean, you know, I like Russ, but heat culture, heat culture, Russell Westbrook, like Pat Riley talking body fat. And by the way, can we talk about Pat? Be I like Pat Bev. But, you know, the idea that he walks in, I'm, I'm going to come teach the Lakers how to win like I did in Minnesota. First of all, Minnesota <laughs> yeah. didn't, win, didn't win shit, okay? And I know it's a family show, all right? They didn't win shit. That's number one. And number and number two, like, LeBron's on this team. Are you serious? Like, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, and I like that. You're referring to the Pat Bev comments where he said that he made the playoffs last year. They didn't, uh, the Lakers. But uh, and right but Douglas Mike's totally redeemed himself with his comment here. Russell Westbrook is like putting pineapple on your pizza. 
I wholeheartedly agree. The only reason why I like the trade idea is because while if Kyle Lowry was healthy, if he wasn't like 37 or whatever old age he's, he's approaching, yeah, I, he's I, I would agree. But yeah. I don't think I don't think you can really rely on him. So if you're Miami, I, I consider that trade. I really would. It's the only but is thing it better that having less. Good. Is it better having less and asking more from Tyler Hero, maybe, right? Th yeah. Than than having Westbrook. Yeah, and, and Hero wants to do more and not be a sixth man anymore, right? And certainly, you know, the scoring is not going to be a problem for him. He's not afraid. <laughs> but that's the thing. They got like, they got Heat, the Heat have daggers. They've got Jimmy Butler, like Tyler Hero, the guys on that, they're not afraid on that team, you know? And Russell Westbrook sometimes is too unafraid, like thinks it's all about him, loses himself in a moment. He's kind of caught, don't you notice, between like, I want to be old Russ, and now he's like too much not old Russ. It's like he yeah. needs he needs his balls back, something, right? Like, doesn't it feel like that? Like, I'd like to see him kind of get unleashed somewhere where he can, all right, let's see what you can do. Go carry a team offensively, but that team's not going to be Miami. <laughs> I'll end on this note. Let's go back to the Warriors real quick. Uh, yep. I don't know if we talked about this last time you came on. Jonathan Kaminga uh, was thrown under the, under the bus a little bit by Stephen A. Smith. Um, Stephen A. Smith supposedly has sources that tell him that the, there's concern within the Warriors about Kaminga's uh, discipline, his commitment, his work ethic. Uh, your thoughts? Is it in your opinion? I know this is just opinions, but in your opinion, look, man, you're a brilliant observer of the game. That's like two thirds of the battle. Uh, when it comes to covering the sport, uh, is there anything to worry about with Kaminga? And for that matter, the, the Warriors trio of youngsters that they're going to rely on this year, including uh, Moses Moody and James Wiseman. No, because they got Steph, Steve Kerr and Clay and Draymond. So, no, <laughs> because because guys fall in line and they figure it out. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, when young players played for pop, you know, and even think of like pe people only think about like the winning years, like Bryn Forbes. Nobody was letting him handle the ball ever, like anywhere coming out of college. And all of a sudden, like Pops got him like in a sort of relevant team, like ball hand. Like it's that even the littlest things that the Spurs, they would find roles for guys, right? And elevate them. The Warriors do that as well as anybody right now because of their culture where we've used awesome often. I'm not worried about, look, it may be true. It may be true. Sometimes these things get leaked on purpose because yeah. a team doesn't want to get on a guy. They don't want to have it in the room, but they want him to, to have to face the music a little yes. bit. It's very possible that somebody in the organization purposely fed Stephen A that so that Kaminga would know his role a little bit. Very I've possible. heard that too. It, yeah. and, is, and it is possible. It actually sounds a little realistic. Yep. Um, and I'm whole, wholeheartedly with you. This, this environment is just so positive and and they've created this organization the way it's structured is just so set up for success that yeah i'm not i'm not worried at all i think kaminga is going to be fine i just but i think if kaminga's whatever if there is an issue there i think it's solved if kaminga's showing up to practice at the same time as stephen curry and jordan Poole. if he's there at the at the crack of dawn like those two guys are i think kaminga's fine i think he's fine regardless but that would definitely shut it's up it's also whatever. an off season it's also an off season and you know it's what awesome. young kids they don't know how to handle the off season as well and they get big on their britches you know what if he's doing it in year then that's a the bigger problem but it's it's very possible that somebody in the team got word that maybe not doing the, the workouts the way he's supposed to he's not yeah. on track for what he's supposed to be doing they don't want to have an issue where like you know in the room you know such and such a guy did it so i mean steve or somebody passed it along look those those things those code reds are ordered by coaches publicly all the time and yeah. it plays out better when the bad guys of the media say it right because even though everybody else could say it's not true 
If it is, Kaminga knows in, internally it is. And yep, that's what they're looking right. for. They're looking for that guy to, to look in the mirror and wake up a bit. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Let's 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 end it on this note. Uh, you said you love the New York Giants. I love the San Francisco 49ers. The, these two teams have had such an incredible rivalry that is, does not exist right now because both teams no. are nowhere are just a shell of their of their glory years. Uh, are you worried about what are your thoughts on the Niners and your own team, the New York Giants? The Niners laid a massive egg well, Lance Trey is Lance he's is, a mess. I mean it's one game it's one game I, I you know my, my close Niner friends are like it was he's raining a, he's like, a mess I, 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 don't rain. I don't care it's raining you know what the problem yeah. is when you're trying to win at a high level with a guy with no with no experience in that position there's a reason that Tro Troy Aikman went what one in 15 I think it was or whatever it was with Jimmy Johnson like right you 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 cannot expect to win. It's not the NBA at quarterback in the NFL. You can't expect to win and throw a kid out there and say, okay, we, we got high expectations for the season, but but you, you got to learn on the fly. Because guess what? Learning on the fly in the NFL comes with bad interceptions and mistakes. Yep. So he looks like a mess. Uh, man, Giants <laughs> Niners, I think about uh, two games specifically, one good memory, one really bad. The Matt Barr five field goal game in the NFC Championship don't, don't game. Don't go there. Don't go years there. and don't, years ago. Don't, don't. And then I was I was living that, in yeah. L.A. in 2000. And it had to be one, two, or three because that's when I was living there. Somewhere in that area. The game where Jeff Garcia and Terrell Owens yes. were down like 30 there. points or whatever the hell it was. In the I was playoffs there. And yeah. came back. What a damn nightmare that was. That was a mess. That was one of the, that was what I, the Giants team wasn't even that good, but that was such an unbelievable, of course, you know, Terrell Owens and Jeff Garcia, the relationship of where T.O. would then eventually say that Jeff Garcia was afraid and sucked and whatever else he said. I mean, Terrell Owens and Russell well, Westbrook would have made a, gr a great teammate combo. Casey, like when I, just, to, just to add to that, when I was, uh, I was really early in my media career, this is like 2002, I think when all this stuff was going on, 2003, I would go to those press conferences and and set up to with law with just lob and softballs like hey to and I, I had no guilt man I was just cackling asking these questions but I literally during post game press conferences go uh, hey Terrell um, do you think the Niners do you think the coaching staff could have uh, uh, planned out more passes for you uh, do you think Jeff Garcia did not look your way enough I was throwing so many questions that. And Tio would just roll with these things, and it just became headline news, man, for the whole week. Because Tio would obviously, of course, he felt that way. He was like, "Yes, I wish the team did throw my the ball my way more. Yes, I do feel like the coaching staff is not setting up this designing plays for me enough." And he was, it was so easy to just lob these softballs out of man because he would just roll with it. I miss him and, and for sure, just for that reason. Oh, he was, he was, look, there are no I in team, but somewhere there's an I between T and O, and that was the only letter that there was. Great player, though. Great player. Great player. Who is the QB for the Giants? Is it still Daniel Brown? Uh, during that time, Dave Dave Brown? No, no, no. Now, it, now. Oh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, yeah. I'm sorry. He's you're you're still combining your QB? two really crappy Giants quarterbacks in Dave Brown oh. and Daniel oh. Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones is still, of course, I root for the Knicks, who were supposed to get Zion Williamson, which, uh, by the way, now it's okay they didn't. But they're supposed to get Zion Williamson, the Duke basketball player, but instead my Giants got Daniel Jones, the Duke football player. So these are, me, these are the problems that I live with. Let me end on this note. Uh, your Knicks did not get Donovan Mitchell. Were you pissed? Pissed. Yeah, Super same. pissed. I would be too. I would be Super too. pissed. Look, here's the thing. Everybody's right to say, okay, they, they would have given a lot. They wouldn't have been as good as the Cavs became with him. Also true. Um, they weren't going to be a contender to win the East this year with him. Also true. 
But you know what? The Knicks aren't going to the playoffs now, and I don't know how or when that's going to happen, and they would have been a playoff team if he's there. And when you are, I've said this to you before, when you're a Knicks fan and you got MSG and you got that building, the biggest thing the Knicks are battling against is they've got to bring the idea of New York back. I did did a a pod with Rudy Gay, right about who's Mitchell's teammate, about a week before this. And Rudy was like, hell no, I wouldn't even want to go to New York. Like I was asking him if he got traded in a trade to the Knicks with Mitchell, right? He didn't want it because the way people look at New York, they, they want to go to MSG. It's everyone's favorite place to go play, but right. they don't want to be part of Dolan, the Knicks. They're not going to win. It's, it's not Nick fans. It's not the city. They need to bring that back. Donovan Mitchell would have put him back on national TV all the yep. time, would have given him yep. a four or five seed somewhere in a conference like that, would have made them viable, would have made them more viable for somebody else to come next. And they lost all that. It, it was it was a it was a it was the wrong decision. I like RJ Barrett, but he he's he's your second best option, maybe third. If you're a team that's trying to get to the finals, he's not carrying you anywhere. And I like him. I do. I'm a hundred percent with you. I feel like when you're in a position like the Knicks are, where you're just downtrodden, you're struggling year after year, you have to make this, you know, swing for the big players. And like the Warriors, I remember uh, back in, I think it was like 2010. Don't quote me on the exact year, but they made a trade to get David Lee from the Knicks and they gave up a lot. And then they gave him a, a new huge deal. I think, he, I don't I can't remember if he was under a big deal or if they gave him another big deal, clearly overpaid. But you have to, when you're a team that does not attract free agents, when you're a team that is as bad as the Knicks have been year after year, decade after decade, you got to swing for the fences, man. You you got to give you up a stars. little more than you need. Than maybe you need you should. You need to get stars. those superstars. And, and I'll say it's the guy that's always been like the last few years. I always say this to friends of mine in the industry, Dame Lillard. And I love Dame. I do. Yes. The, same. That's, that's been the guy who it's like, he's stuck in Portland. No offense. It's a great city, but it's like, okay. And, but he always was on the outskirts of all-star teams when he shouldn't yeah. have been right. Like we knew he should like this whole thing about like, is he, he doesn't have to be Steph. He's a perennial all-star and a great player. Yeah. Right. And that's okay. But he was getting forgotten because he's in Portland. Dame Lillard, Dame time. Could you imagine at MSG? what that would be like. Can you imagine how much of a bigger star when you think of how great he is in the community, how great he is as a leader, the things he says in press conferences where I, I don't know about you. I think he's one of the, the more well-spoken, like interesting people in the league. Agreed. You put him in New York for the NBA. That's a monstrous win. I hope that the Blazers win four games and that he wants the hell out of there because to me, they're going to eventually have to trade all these picks and go get a dude. And man, Dame Lillard finishing his career with the Knicks would be so great for everybody involved. That's the guy uh, my eyes on. Yeah, that that that's that sounds legit. Uh, I, I I I I'm still laughing at the fact Portland. It's great. Mm. It's okay. Uh, yeah. It's like you know. It's like it's, I've been to St. Louis nine thousand times. Yes, it's great that the stores closed for baseball. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Honestly. I the same two bars for like 15 years in the postseason. I had enough. Oh, my God. It is always a pleasure, man. You can follow. Again, Anytime. DMs are open. At DMs Cases are open, Stern. free and available, unfiltered on the pod. Please get it. Jump on the YouTube channel, at Casey Stern on Twitter. And um, I am uh, I am a free agent available. Um, if uh, you are looking uh, to uh, hire somebody who has a lot of passion in this business and beyond a podcast is looking to get locked on to a position near you, uh, you can call me at uh, said phone number once you call my agent, Cyrus. <laughs> I love you, man. Uh, and too, I, have no idea, <laughs> I have no idea what my next show is going to be, but we'll have another show at some point soon. And again, uh, I hope you and I get this rolling soon. I hope the Lockdown folks uh, greenlight this. 
So we could have either a weekly or daily NBA show. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Uh, For your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. And again, check out Unfiltered. Just search Casey Stern. David Aldridge is his guest tomorrow. I'm definitely going to check that out. Always a pleasure, my man. Always Anytime, fun. bro. Anytime. Yeah, dude. And, uh, Likewise, man. Follow me, and, jump on, uh, and, and ask any questions and hang out to uh, all of you. And, and I appreciate this, man. Always good to hop on with you. And, dude, and I, I know I don't, I'm not David Aldridge. I know I'm not Rudy Gay. But if you ever want to guest for your show, man, I'm available. Dude, I, I, the so. only reason why like, I haven't asked you as a, a guest yet is because I the NBA season, if you haven't noticed, to the people who are wondering why you're talking about Kevin Durant, it's in the off season, and I cover. So I've been doing a lot of baseball. Uh, probably the first NBA centric, actually second after Rudy Gay will be tomorrow with David Aldridge. So yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk plenty NBA. And uh, you know, look if Billy Zapka is listening or watching, I'm happy to do some Cobra Kai. I'll let Chosen hop in, like whoever, man. Like I, I'll I'm I'll those you know any any of the members of Cobra Kai. We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> Love it. Later. <laughs>